Welcome to All Fired Up. I'm Louise, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things anti-diet. Has diet culture got you in a fit of rage? Is the injustice of the beauty ideal getting your knickers in a twist? Does Fitspo make you want a Spitspo? Are you ready to hurl if you hear one more weight loss tip? Are you ready to be mad, loud and proud? Well, you've come to the right place. Let's get all fired up. Hello and welcome back to a uh, long-awaited podcast episode. I'm so happy to be back chatting to you and uh, want to send everyone who listens uh, a big hello and thank you for all your messages of support and love. This year, 2020, has been a real shit fight and, you know, definitely dark and stormy times. So thanks for bearing with me while the podcast gets increasingly um, unpredictable in terms of when it's coming out. I really appreciate the ongoing support. So and, and hoping that as we get to the end of 2020, we're so lucky here in Australia that things seem to be Uh, I don't know, on the up and I'm just so full of like heartache for the rest of the planet. But I am really hopeful that moving into 2021, the podcast will return to a more predictable once a month drop. (laughs) Famous last words maybe, but I really do hope that's going to happen. But I'm very glad to bring you this episode today. I am aware that the last episode uh, about the the follow-up for our um, Obesity Collective series, which explores the the giant octopus of Novo Nordisk and the impact of Big Pharma on our obesity narrative here in Australia and increasingly around the world, uh, this was going to be this episode. However, like that one is such a rabbit hole and there's some really interesting developments there. Um, So I've decided to press hold on releasing that podcast episode and give you today's uh, instead. So don't fear, the next episode exploring Novo Nordisk is definitely coming to you very soon. I'm predicting perhaps February for a release date on that. But in the meantime, I have some really interesting and cool episodes for you to enjoy in the meantime. Uh, So look, welcome, welcome back. And thank you to everyone who continues to listen and send messages of support and and love and rage about um, uh, the whole old fired up concept of pushing back against diet culture. And, you know, I tell you what, I'm just hearing more and more stories of people pushing back against this diet culture narrative. And it's just so inspiring. If you love all fired up, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss episodes when they pop out. Um, And also, if you're feeling generous, please give us a really nice five-star rating or a nice review, preferably on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, really, it doesn't matter. But the more people hear this message, the more the word gets out, the more people get pissed off against diet culture and push back, you know, cool things happen from that. So rate and review really positively if you can, uh, and don't forget to subscribe. And just a shout out for some free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. And I have a wonderful ebook called Everything You've Been Told About Weight Loss is Bullshit, written by me and the awesome anti-diet dietitian and fellow podcaster Fiona Willer uh, from Unpacking Weight Science. So this ebook is a really nice little resource if you want to show friends or family uh, information about the uh, weight science and the whole idea of why 
dieting is, you know, both pointless and harmful. Uh, it's also really good for health professionals, for GPs, you know, people who need to hear more about the scientific uh, evidence for the anti-diet or non-diet or weight-inclusive perspective because there's definitely is so much evidence coming out now that really we need to change direction in how we're viewing uh, the connection between health and body size. So in this ebook, it, we are um, busting the top 10 myths that float around that we hear all the time about uh, the relationship between weight and health and, and about dieting. So it's totally free. Like I said, it's a cool resource. You can download it on the Untrapped website, which is untrapped.com.au. And the little box will just pop up and you can download it for free and give it to whoever you like. Or you can go to Instagram, which is untrapped underscore AU and find us there. In the links, there is um, the free ebook there. What an awesome Christmas present, don't you think? A nice little ebook for someone who needs to hear some more evidence about um, haze and non-dieting and how awesome it is. <laughs> so shout out to everyone in Untrapped. Untrapped is my online community and online program, uh, which is just so amazing, especially this year. We've really bonded. And of course, the All Fired Up podcast would not come out to you if it weren't for All Fired Up because uh, that supports this podcast. Uh, Untrapped is just so cool and I would invite anyone who is struggling with the messages that continue to pummel us in diet culture, anyone whose relationship with food has been ruined by diet culture, relationship with exercise has been affected by diet culture, or if you're just struggling to feel at home in your own skin, maybe you're dealing with you know an enormous amount of weight stigma from people in your life, please come and join us because we'd love to have you. Untrapped was a real labour of love. It was a project that I embarked on with 11 other anti-diet health professionals and we've created this really comprehensive program to help you really knock down the walls of diet prison for good. Uh, and, you know, I love the content, I love the information in Untrapped, but probably the thing that's closest in my heart is the community because, as I said earlier it's just so amazing we are online we have a private facebook community um, just for members and I, I just can't rave about it enough it's just really bringing people a lot of support and really exciting changes in people's lives so if you're interested to join uh, us at untrapped i have a gift for you because 2020 has sucked so heartily and I really want people to be able to join Untrapped and to not let the uh, financial thing side of things get in the way too much. So normally Untrapped is priced at 570 Australian dollars, uh, and that's for information that lasts forever, of course, and the community that lasts forever. But because it's COVID, because it's been a shit year, I've reduced the price. Uh, we, if you put in the code COVID crisis. Uh, at the register, you will get $300 off. So you will be able to get into Untrapped for $270 Australian, which is a complete bargain. And as I said, the material lasts forever. The Facebook group's always there. And we are also doing weekly Q&As. So every Saturday, I spend an hour with everyone in Untrapped and we have an amazing discussion and we just started up a book club which is heaps of fun where we talk about anti-diet books 
So come and join us. If you've had enough of diet culture and you're looking for something completely different, come and join us at Untrapped. You can find it at untrapped.com.au or if you go through Instagram, uh, untrapped underscore au, and then just click on the link, you'll find us there. And don't forget to enter the code COVID crisis to get the discount. So introducing the topic uh, for this podcast episode, which I'm incredibly excited about, a little while ago now, like, you know, way back in the mists of time in 2020, I can't even remember what month it was, Gillian Michaels, who is the trainer from the American version of The Biggest Loser, uh, did a YouTube video in which she was talking about the 10 principles of intuitive eating. And it pissed a lot of people off. Uh, off. Um, <laughs> me included. And I've been meaning to circle back around to this, you know, really irritating, um, ignorant about intuitive eating for quite a few months now. And it's been a, a real privilege to have finally gotten around to interviewing my two guests uh, about Gillian Michaels' ignorant. And it was so exciting because these two guests, I actually went and spent time with them live in the same room, which is, you know, one of the first times I've done that in an all fired up recording. Um, and just after the isolation of 2020, it was just really good to be in the room with my guests. Uh, but I'm digressing, going back to the topic. So Gillian Michaels did a, uh, a rant about intuitive eating on her YouTube channel. And I went and uh, listened to it. it. It is really annoying. I have to trigger warning everyone. I have to content warn everyone. Um, you know, Gillian Michaels is the epitome of diet culture and damaging messages. So if you feel that watching what she had to say or hearing what she has to say would be very triggering for you, please don't go and do it. But I, I'm, I'm also at the same time aware that listening to what she has to say first would probably make sense in order for you to then listen to my guests and I dissect her ignorant. So if, if you've got 17 minutes to spare, Google Gillian Michaels YouTube intuitive eating and you'll be able to watch her ill-informed opinions um, about intuitive eating and the 10 principles of intuitive eating. It's, it's really enraging, uh, but it, it is also going to help you understand um, in more detail the pushback that my guests have in store. So I am really lucky to live here in Sydney uh, where we have two really incredible anti-diet uh, personal trainers. There's Anna Hearn, who is uh, a yogi and a body-inclusive personal trainer, and she's the founder of Haven, which is Australia's first haze-aligned, body-positive, weight-neutral, size-inclusive fitness studio for women. And I've been to Haven. In fact, I recorded today's episode at Haven, and it's just such a lovely atmosphere. So Anna is just phenomenal. She is She's created this beautiful space here in Summer Hill in Sydney called Haven. Um, and what I love about Hannah, Anna is her, her absolute passion for all things anti-diet. You've actually heard Anna before here on the um, All Fired Up podcast because she <laughs> always submits a crappy nomination um, at the end of the year. And her rants are always elegant and 
just just really beautifully expressed. So, but Anna heard Gillian Michaels' Igno rant and she was so fired up that she sent me an email saying she really needed to come and get it off her chest on the All Fired Up podcast. So I'm chatting with Anna today at Haven Wellness and I'm also chatting with Shreen Masri, who is a body inclusive, healthy at every size personal trainer and also a certified intuitive eating counsellor. Shreen is the owner of BU Be Free, a non-diet, body-inclusive fitness and wellbeing community based in Sydney, Australia. And Shreen has a, a personal history of struggling with uh, dieting and body image and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and she's had lived experience with an eating disorder and recovery from an eating disorder. And Shreen is just as pissed off about the Gillian Michaels perspective on intuitive eating so both of them together um, met with me at Haven and we just had a really awesome discussion uh, about the Gillian Michaels uh, igno rant and as I said earlier this was the first time I've done a recording with people live in the same room it was really fun but it was also very strange because 2020 has been such a year of isolation uh, and it's also one of the few podcasts I've done with a glass of champagne in one hand. So, look, we had a lot of fun with this discussion and I hope that you will too. I will warn everyone there, uh, there is um, talk of diets in here, specific uh, mentions of calories in here, a bit impossible to get around when we're talking about some, someone as um, toxic as Gillian Michaels. So if you think that that might be triggering for you, this might be one to dodge. But if you're ready to get completely fired up, without further ado, I give you me and Shreen and Anna. So here I am with Anna and Shreen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so exciting to be alive with actual humans in the room. It's slightly (laughs) weird. (laughs) Um, But why don't you guys tell me what is firing you up? We are really fired up about Gillian Michaels and her aggressive, um, fat-phobic rant on intuitive eating. Oh. Oh. Um, (laughs) First of all, I need to say I love how you say rant because it's very proper and awesome. But, yes, Gillian Michaels, biggest loser trainer in the United States. Mm horrendously fat phobic yeah and I mean she she got her living she makes her living from shaming fat bodies um so I think that tells a lot about her character and where she's going to go with this intuitive eating rant oh my gosh so she was on the biggest loser for years and years and years her website well she's touting herself as like the world's best 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 trainer trainer. the world's like the biggest expert in the world on all things fitness Mm -hmm. which I mean this is just a hunch but I think I could find people on the planet who are more qualified (laughs) (laughs) well if you want to break down her qualifications I think it looks like she's done a couple of personal training qualifications a couple of fitness qualifications and one woo-woo nutrition there is a nutrition yeah. qualification there too, but it doesn't yeah. look like there's any degrees no. or anything. Um, mm. So when it comes to intuitive eating and uh, looking at all of that, when we go into it, you'll realise I think that she clearly hasn't done her research and mm. she doesn't understand it. Mm. And I think it's interesting that somebody without that nutrition background or a lived experience with that side of thing talks about it the way that she does. I think as well, not only does she come across really aggressive and shaming, 
she also, I think her insecurity is really coming out in this, in this video, because, you know, intuitive eating is a movement that is really starting to take off and she's clearly threatened by it. And this is what, and you can see her defense mechanism is up and she's, you know, really just her demeanor is just, just awful. So yeah, I have to tell though if demeanor is just awful because she's defensive or just because yeah, her demeanor is just her. awful. Yeah, that's, that's, that is true. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of picked up on that and I thought perhaps it was she was sensing a threat because mm. intuitive eating is now becoming a little more mainstream mm. and so people are becoming more aware of it and so that could threat, threaten what she does because she yeah. makes a living out of forcing people to lose weight yeah so um you know uh, during the 90s and the early 2000s like it was a free-for-all with bullying people in larger bodies as we saw like worldwide the biggest loser was like the number one show and everyone thought it was okay and so she's had this kind of unfettered ability to be horrible Mm, about Mm -hmm. um body size and and really belittling of people Mm -hmm. in larger bodies and now I think she's realising it's not okay to keep on doing that. Mm. Yeah, there's a bit of backlash about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just to set the stage, so what we're seeing, because I did see the internet blow up. It was a while ago now, but, like, let's face it, we've all been in ISO and (laughs) unable to talk to each other. But she was, so she has, like, a YouTube channel and one of her YouTube little uh, presentations, like, I don't watch stuff that she does just for my own mental health but this one was was Jillian Michaels talking about intuitive eating which oh my god like yeah (laughs) let's let's get Donald Trump talking about sexism (laughs) that's a great analogy yeah she basically I think she just got on the website and just pulled up the principles about doing any research into it or even understanding there's a you know, there's over a hundred studies done on intuitive eating and there's a whole book mm-hmm. as well. She just went on there, read out these principles and just gave her, I guess, her opinion or round yeah. or Yeah. Yeah. It becomes really clear that she hasn't taken the time to understand it. She hasn't yeah. learnt about the authors. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see as she comes to the end of it, she talks about assuming that it was written by somebody who had just had some bad experience with diet culture, maybe had an eating disorder. Oh, my God, no, that's so disrespectful. So disrespectful. Yeah, no understanding or bothering to explore <laughs> that the authors are actually um, dietitians who came up with this approach because they had done so much um, work with clients who had struggled a lot and this is what they learned from working with them mm. over years and years. Yeah, yeah these are the gurus like Tripoli yeah. and Resha. They, they wrote the in, initial book Intuitive mm-hmm. Eating and it's just been updated, which is fantastic. Mm. But even that, I mean, even their book, which was written, you know, from that perspective of helping people recover from eating disorders, that book is built on, you know, another big long history of, social justice and for activism mm. and you yeah. know to not recognize that intuitive eating is part of a social movement yeah uh, sure. and, that, and like the way she presented it is like she just sort of stumbled across the web page mm. mm. oh Definitely. my god it's, yeah oof. and it came across very very condescending yeah oh, I found that really it's, it's so harmful as well that was the thing that really bothered me the most was how much I mean she she causes so much harm anyway but the messaging was just just next level harm, mm. and if anyone was watching that and had mm. no idea the the things that she was saying, it's just yeah, yeah, it's just it's just not on. Mm. Agreed. Oh God, yikes! So 
we thought we would <laughs> unpick <laughs> Gillian Michael's feel opinion to each of the 10 principles of intuitive eating yeah. mm-hmm. and talk, and you guys have written some awesomely detailed notes on. Yeah, we had a really good chat about it. Fantastic. Yeah. But I'm so interested because you guys both work in this industry yeah. as haze positive, body inclusive, mm-hmm. weight neutral trainers mm-hmm. hearing from almost like the personification of Diet culture. Diet, Diet culture, culture. Yeah. woman. <laughs> she is the reason why people have so much so much fitness trauma and have so much negative associations mm. with, with fitness. Mm-hmm. She's she's causing that. She's the so, epitome of diet yeah, culture. Yeah, she is the epitome of diet culture for sure. <laughs> and I think we um we chatted about this as we were um hanging out one day and we just came across it and it came up as a topic that fired us both up. And mm. it's it's frustrating when you see when you we so heavily involved in this space now in the hay space and the body inclusive space it can be and luckily for me working here at haven this is the place i come to work every day so i'm not exposed to traditional mm-hmm. diet culture until i stumble across it or mm-hmm. it's brought to my attention so i couldn't help but just be really quite wild about this i love it i mean i don't love that you're wild but i kind of <laughs> do but yeah it's it's nice to know that in this industry there are people who feel really strongly about just putting an end to this she's yeah. what's wrong yeah with the fitness, the fitness industry, industry yeah. at the moment and you guys are the future and I think she can smell that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think like I uh, managed to watch it and um still shaking with rage but thank you for this glass of champagne <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we could do this without no 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 no, 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 no. The first thing she starts with, so she's actually going through all of the principles of intuitive eating. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> why don't you give me the lowdown on yeah. your reaction? Let's, let's kick off. Um, so she does go through the points one by one. And the first principle is reject the diet mentality. And I just want to point out a couple of things that came up for me that were just so apparent throughout. Her fat phobia is so clear. Yeah. So she's driven everything she says and her approach is all driven by this and I think she's very ignorant like she doesn't see that there's an issue with this she's comes from that space where it's very normalized to shame fat bodies it's not Mm. okay to be in a bigger body and Mm. she's very clearly associates weight and health so so closely tied which I think is, is really problematic obviously so in this reject diet mentality what kind of issue well, the first thing that came up for me was that she couldn't distinguish the difference between fad diets and what what dieting is and diet mm, culture. She's right. like, oh, you know, if it's fad diets we're, we're talking about, yeah, yeah, sure, but this is uh, a woman who released uh, supplements um, mm, in mm. the past and she's very sold, much... She's sold fad diets. She's sold fad diets <laughs> um, and she is diet culture, so I guess she can't, she, she doesn't understand what diet culture actually is mm. um, and why it's so important to to reject it. I mean, diet diet the diet culture in, in the US alone is worth over $70 billion. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. profiting off it. She's yeah. prof, she profits off mm. everyone's mm-hmm. insecurities. That's what mm-hmm. she does. That's how she makes her money. And so she was just like, you know, oh, you know, reject diet culture. What, what's this? What does this mean? Mm. Because and I really did sense there mm. that her, you know, her insecurity was coming out there yeah. as well because that's that is her that's how she makes her money well, that's right she's really incentivized to promote diet culture 
So That's she's not, you know, she's not going to support something that rejects like culture. Yeah. yeah. So but the distinction that she made between, yeah, if it's fad, but if it's yeah. like proper, <laughs> yeah. like, well, you don't even represent proper, not that there's any such thing as yeah. as that. And it like, just made me laugh because she's had no less than four separate lawsuits hmm. um, in, lodged against her yeah. by her consumers who bought her, like, Caffeine-fueled diet pills, yeah. <laughs> Which I think she might have, there might have been something on The Biggest Loser where she gave them to contestants unfairly oh apparently God. as well. A scandal on The mm. Biggest Loser. Like, oh. Well, the other thing that came up for me there is that she said, what is this healthy at any size? And that's yeah. immediately a red flag <laughs> representing has, yeah. that she doesn't know what she's talking about. She hasn't researched this because... I can understand it's very easy to misconstrue health at every size for healthy at every size, but it's quite a different meaning. Mm. And that assumption that, you know, just assuming that we're saying as a health every size professional that all bodies are healthy, that's that's not where we're aiming. We're talking about people being able to pursue health yeah. regardless of, of shape and size. Or um, also we're talking about the choice not to pursue health yeah, yeah. and to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, there's no moral <laughs> obligation. Yeah. If you want to do so, then that's up to them, but it, it, it shouldn't be, it, they shouldn't have to do it if they don't want to, sure. and that's what, you know, diet culture is saying. Your body, your rules, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, and it, this this part of her rant really, really, I mean, we know that she's incredibly fat phobic and she fat shames, but that it, it just came out so much mm. in that when she was again talking, um, this is when she talked about a size 16 mm. and she's saying, Oh, you know, if you're a size 16, you know, of course I love you, but you, you're not healthy, which mm. is just get fucked. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I, um, health of every size also yeah. is about respect for all bodies and I think that is a real lack of respect that's just making that assumption oh, she, yeah. you can't tell how does she know what somebody's um, metabolic functions are their mm. um, blood work their social mental health you can't tell that by the genetics and everything there's so much is oh, so the, all of everything you're saying I think is just far too complicated for her yeah <laughs> like if she has to actually like I mean, clearly she hasn't read anything or thought no. about anything. So yeah. it's like, no, nah, that's a number and that's that's an assumption and don't challenge that. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody is watching that, like, I mean, how triggering and that, how much harm that one comment could cause somebody Absolutely. to that could lead them down a path of dieting into an eating disorder. And especially if they're already vulnerable or if they're somebody who is would identify with being in a size 16 mm. or, or plus. And also size 16 is quite variable depending on which shop you shop in. You know, where yeah. you get your clothes from. Like, what's the size, size anyway? What's the size? It's size got nothing to do with, yeah, it size is matter. not the same as health. Mm. And um, she needs to pull her head in. I wonder if her YouTube videos come with a trigger warning. I don't think they sh- they do, but they should because good point, you know, that. Yeah. that she everything she says is potentially a trigger. trigger. Yeah. Especially the size of her audience as well. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, she's got a big I'm reach worrying. still. Yeah. Some of the comments, though, were really interesting. There's some really great points people talking about intuitive eating and, and picking up on it that she doesn't understand it. Oh, yeah. She's missing the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. that is really really she sure. stopped the comments and she cut them off because she couldn't yeah. oh no they're too complicated mm. yeah. <laughs> so the next um principle is honor your hunger 
And she said something pretty uh, radical here. Well, it's not really radical in the fitness world. These numbers get thrown around a lot, but trigger warning um, numbers here. She says if you're trying to lose weight, you can keep your body fed on as low as 1,200 calories. And that most women, especially those over, you know, like, relating to you know being a certain age shouldn't be eating over 1600 calories a day which is just absolutely unbelievable that she's saying that it's just I mean that's what a toddler needs a toddler needs 1200 to 1600 calories a day I mean yeah, and it's just getting very dare she. I know. Tell and me how much I can eat. Yeah, yeah. and in, in, a, in a, under a principle, this is only a hunger. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, I mean, in one on on one hand, I'm not surprised she threw those numbers mm. out because those numbers are thrown out all the time in the fitness world. I don't know where. Oh, no, 12, really? Twelve hundred calories. Fit, we were fitness saying power. my fitness power must have been must have started the whole twelve hundred calories thing. I think Michelle Bridges is guilty of that too. Oh, actually, yeah, right. maybe she actually. had the program which was yeah. yeah, just a nice round number, isn't it? Let's <laughs> <laughs> pluck this out of our ass yeah. and throw it at all women. <laughs> What I find there, though, is that, like Shreen said, it's not um, it's something that a child needs. And I just um, wanted to double-check that with because I'm not a nutritionist. I'm a, a you know, yogi and I run, I run a studio. But I wanted to check with somebody who does know that. And I chatted to our non-diet nutritionist, Nina, and she clarified that is that kind of, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. generalisation, that kind of number is something that would serve a child, like a, a toddler or a four mm-hmm. or five-year-old. And then thinking about the effects of being on a low-calorie diet for a long period, mm-hmm. things yes. like loss of menstrual cycle, loss of bone density, fatigue, mood swings, constipation, mm-hmm. blood sugar imbalance, uh, stress hormones, sex drive. sex drive. What did you say sex before? Drive, <laughs> drive vagina. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't mention that did she no no but she might be suffering all of them you know and that's why she's so grouchy memory fog and brain fog and memory loss and brain fog so Uh these are all things that can be affected by not being adequately fed and a better Mm. indicator of your needs are your body and your internal hunger signals and we're, we're taught to you know these external sources of just following this rule plan of 1200 calories a day that means that you know if I need more than that maybe at the time of my period especially I might need much more and I'm just denying my natural hunger levels no, the whole per day thing really gives me the shit yeah. as well it's a really good like, point you know this is just a statistical method to help researchers make you know mm. assumptions about um, nutrition mm-hmm. it, it's not supposed to be um, yeah, no, something religiously like followed and an individual thing yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. bizarre but even that isn't that interesting that even as she's like she's trying desperately the poor little thing to like understand that this is a principle of intuitive eating but she can't quite get there because she immediately like lurches into uh well if you want to lose weight yeah like I just felt like kind of reaching through the screen and saying, realise that intuitive eating isn't a weight loss program. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> half, half the problem is yeah. that she clearly thinks no, that yes. the only people that explore intuitive eating are going for weight loss. Oh, yeah. She says it a few times. Oh, she's a scrambled egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't understand that the whole purpose of um, intuitive eating is more about finding a peaceful relationship with food mm-hmm. in your body, not about it's trying about, to pursue making your body be mm-hmm. something. It's about food size. freedom. It's food about freedom, having... Yeah. A healthy relationship for food stopping the obsession yeah uh, it's not it's and it's definitely not following these external rules mm-hmm. it's about 
being in tune with what your body wants and needs and, and getting back in touch with those, those mm-hmm. signals. Yeah. Yeah. Different planet. I don't think she's visited. I don't think she (laughs) understands as well that honoring hunger is is a basic self-care need. It's it's don't honor your hunger. Again, you're mentioning a foreign con (laughs) self-care. Like you someone who happily lives with a driver donor. It's it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so she she we just clearly yeah <laughs> she just really doesn't understand, and that that is the reason why you know people people don't give themselves enough food, and they're following diet diet plans, then they're going going to have intense cravings, leading to overeating and binging, and that's that's perfectly normal as well. Mm-hmm. So that's really one of the other than rejecting diet mentality is one of the first steps of intuitive eating is to just to only your hunger it's, it's mm. just so important mm. and it's quite self-care. liberating too if you've been on it's the diet bandwagon yeah. for many many years to mm. actually recognize that hey my body's got some a lot of wisdom and it's telling it's giving me messages and I can learn how to reconnect with that and I think part of like the common thread that comes up with what she says all the time is that she thinks it's all about like, you can't trust your body and mm. I think an important thing that I've learned is you can relearn yeah. how to trust yeah. your body and mm. Um, we get into this um, as we move into the next principle or two. Um, it's not about kind of endless eating and not being able to, like you're just not going to go out of control all the time, which is what she sort of thinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Point number three was that unconditional permission to yeah. eat all foods. Yeah. She really had a problem with principle yeah. three. Like, she was yeah. visibly. <laughs> and she started like comparing it to smoking and yeah. credit cards and it's like, what are you even talking about? Yeah, yeah. so that's this make peace with food, you're right. Yeah. And she talks about saying, uh, talking about the, the last supper mentality. Mm. And she says, I'm not religious. I don't know what Jesus what? ate or something. Yeah. <laughs> she really needs to read some books. Yeah. She needs to read Intuitive Eating if she's going to oh. talk about it. Yeah. Um, because if she read that, you she would understand what that print, what, what that means. That, yeah. And it's, I mean, I thought it was quite clear from. Just the last supper mentality, don't just you think? You, you eat everything in sight. And then I don't think it even has religious connotations. No. I thought it was a death row thing. Like, Oh, yeah, that's know, true. It could be what you're going to eat your yeah. last meal. Yeah, that's right. And it makes sense, I think, if you think about that. You, you know you're not going to have something again, so you want to make the most of it in that moment. And ultimately mm. that's what mm. that's about. I think it's kind of clear, but mm. she didn't understand and she was sort of like, you know, I don't like this intense, this hostile approach. And I'm like, you are <laughs> intense and hostile. How was that intense and hostile? Yeah. Like I've, I've not ever read the 10 principles of intuitive <laughs> yeah. and saying, gosh, that's mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, visit the internet, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think she is the, again, the epitome of dark culture and the epitome of, like, um, hostile on the yeah. biggest loser she's very aggressive and in your face and you know pushing her clients and so um here she talks about it all being about self-control and willpower mm. and I think that's missing the point on intuitive eating completely as well <laughs> so um, she doesn't she understand if she read the book she'd understand there's science behind it with if she read the book if she would understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up on that too. A few times she's not super clever. Yeah, she, she, she almost yelled, you do not have permission to eat, mm. which mm. was quite scary. Mm. 
Because I think that reflects her inner narrative. Yeah. That's what, yeah, mm. going on in her head. Mm. Yeah, not not um, not relaxed, that's for sure. Mm. Like that, that re- response to the third point was quite unhinged. Yeah. Mm. And like you said, relating the food to um, credit cards or smoking, that's yes. a completely different thing. Like I, I don't think, you know, food's something that we rely on. It's like biologically. Yeah, we need it to to survive like we we need food Mm -hmm. and she's and there's you know the intuitive things about healing your relationship to food it's about health having a healthy relationship with food and you can't you can't have that if you're restricting these foods or Mm -hmm. that's why it's really important to give yourself unconditional permission to eat and yeah that it is scary of Mm -hmm. course it's scary when you've come from that mentality but it's the only way for food to to lose its power yeah and I think maybe a good point is to think about it's helpful to be handheld through that process if that's yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely. Like it sounds, it can sound really scary to somebody who's new to it or who hasn't delved into intuitive eating much or worked with a, a coach or therapist mm. or something. Um, maybe working with a dietitian on this would be really helpful because it, it can feel, I mean, I can understand how it can feel like um, that lack of control, but I think that's a period that sometimes is part of that healing process when you let go of the restriction and allow yourself full um, conditional, unconditional permission to eat, then you might explore some of those foods that were off limits, limits yeah. for a period. And it might feel like you are diving into them a lot. Which is perfectly normal. Yeah, because, it's perfectly normal. You know, the last supper effect, like that actually now I remember the last supper effect, it was the paper by Herman and Polovy, you know, eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we diet. And that's that's the last supper effect. It's a perfectly normal psychological response to restriction. Yeah, is is to eat more. Mm. And the difference between that and going into massive credit card debt is that if you keep allowing yourself permission to eat, if you keep reminding yourself that the food's always there, mm. it's perfectly safe. I can mm. always eat it. That you will naturally settle down when you get food safety. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's like you said, it eating. Power. Eating is totally different to compulsive spending on credit mm. cards. Yeah, it's oh, not great. Yeah, so I think she's just a lot of people freak out when they let go of dieting. Yeah, and and get into that all or nothing pattern with eating. But there's there's like a real difference between being in an all or nothing pattern of eating and adopting intuitive eating and going through that first phase of like mm-hmm. eating all the food. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just different, and um, it, it's not pathological. Mm-hmm. It's a normal response to restriction. Mm-hmm. That obviously she, it, she's so restricted, yeah, and terrified of that. Yeah, it's all about control, mm-hmm. isn't it? And I think mm-hmm. that you know, talking about the twelve hundred to sixteen hundred calories, and I think she refers to the sixteen hundred calories as though that's what you should never ever go, go past. Like so, yeah. as a woman, we're meant to live our lives constantly, never going above that. That's kind of the general, and it's such a dangerous message. I yeah. mean, that's it's, it's just not enough food mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. and it's and that's and that's what she's selling to people as well. So she's I mean, more like is... honor your restriction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could just, reverse all yeah. this and create the Jillian Michaels mm. um, plan. <laughs> the non-intuitive eating. Yeah. Accept <laughs> yeah. diet culture. Yeah. What's the second one? Uh, honor your hunger. Yeah. Don't honor your hunger. No, don't, don't. ignore your hunger. Ignore your hunger. Yeah. yeah. Number three, you do not have permission to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 
All right. Principle four. Principle four is challenge the food police. Okay. Um, so hers would be obey the food police. I don't, exactly. I don't think she really understands that she is the food police in this <laughs> when she's going through it. Like yeah. she is, and she is already talked, food police are all the things that she's already talked about, the, mm-hmm. the 1,200 calories, the 1,600 mm-hmm. calories, you know, these these are things that are the food police. These are the rules. Yeah. Yeah. The, sure. And she just doesn't just doesn't understand mm. that principle. This is the one, all. I think the one thing that she said that I would agree with her on, and that was don't beat yourself up. Yeah. I think she mm-hmm. says it in a different way. Um, she means it in a different way because she then kind of adds on and says, don't beat yourself up, but don't fuck up. Kind of, oops, sorry. <laughs> Please, she <laughs> says. Um, not quite like that, but she says, you know, but maintain balance. It's all about balance and, and self-control. Self-control. And, yeah. Right. So don't don't beat yourself up, but just don't do it kind of thing. Yeah, or you so can do better. Be, she always says that. Oh, you can do better. Yeah, so that message is like it's still that sort of shaming approach. Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But don't beat yourself up. I mean, that's that's mm. important. Well, you know what? Don't beat yourself up means she knows that people are not going to be able to do it. Mm, that's a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, which she so talks she's about. Go straight she, back to jail. She talks about mm. the um, stats, which is interesting. And she brings oh, up the stats. the stats, yeah, that bit made me itchy. That's coming. That's coming. Mm. The next one is discover the satisfaction factor, which I think she was actually in agreement with. Yeah, I think that one was, was she was saying like food for pleasure. She was, I think that one was that one was okay. Like, like, wow, okay, we agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then six is feel your fullness. And um what came up here was that it was again, it was just clear she hasn't read the book because mm. she didn't understand that concept at all. Yeah. yeah. She and probably she doesn't know fullness feels like. No. It's and then she started different. talking about how it's in your head. No. And kind of went off and mm. I, I got even I got a little bit lost with what she was saying. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're on fullness principle. I thought she was talking she about was emotional eating. Like, yeah, she was yeah. kind of saying that, you know what, if you're not listening to your you know, you're not picking up on your fullness level. There's, there's, something, there's, something, head. there's something messed up in your head. Um, and I was thinking, you know what, sometimes I eat food, I'm quite satisfied physically, but I'm still eating because the food's really good um, or I'm in weather. I don't want to, yeah, or I don't want to, I'm eating in company and I want to finish the meal to show them I appreciate it or whatever. Like there's all sorts of reasons. And that's the thing with intuiting, it's not the hunger fullness diet. That's right. And eating mm-hmm. past fullness is, is, is normal. It's, it's mm-hmm. totally okay. And it's not just about eating, you know, getting in touch with your fullness signals. It's about eating foods that, you know, give you pleasure and satisfaction. That's the which is the yeah satisfaction. Factor. Yeah, which is yeah the next one. But oh yeah, God, yeah. So if you can't feel fullness, there's something psychologically wrong with you. That's the message that she's, she's saying. Given. Yeah, but not understanding that if you're dieting, or especially if you're only eating, eating those dangerous amount of calories mm-hmm. a day, you're going to be absolutely you mean like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely starving, and of course you're not going to feel your fullness. But there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just mm. it's your body. Your body's doing exactly what it is meant mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, it she doesn't food. see that twelve hundred to sixteen hundred calories as a restriction. She sees oh, that as like that's, that's her normal. That's food. Yeah, that's, that's your that's what you're allowed during that's the day. So depressing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I double or triple that. Oh my goodness. So we have number seven. We're still only oh we. Over halfway, cope with your emotions with kindness. She, no. <laughs> I think the thing is, she like, that doesn't really bring her to my mind. Yeah, <laughs> she kind of goes, Oh, yeah, I agree with this, but you know, this shouldn't just be one paragraph. We're like, Yes, 
there's a book yeah <laughs> <laughs> the book there's a whole book that goes with this <laughs> she clearly seems to think it's just this um very Same. basic you know over- guidelines yeah, yeah oh, well, she principles, principles yeah. Um, again yeah, she hasn't read the book she doesn't know who wrote it no but this one really shat made her tears because this is where she's saying look she has some kind of childhood history with being mm-hmm. maybe fractionally larger than yeah. someone else and has had to do like basically what she's saying is that if you cannot lose weight and keep it off forever that is your psychological fault yeah yeah, yeah. you haven't done the work mm-hmm. the therapy mm-hmm. to fix your mm-hmm. uh seemingly mm-hmm. you know not thin body yeah which is like such a load of bullshit um and and so just unscientific mm. and and not sound whatsoever and you know like you were saying before people our, she doesn't understand that food is a relationship mm. and it's a complex relationship and the refusal to to see anything other than like oh, she doesn't even mention hunger as a reason to eat it's just like uh, anything other than eating to a calorie control yeah that's, level, that's it yeah like anything else is incorrect. Yeah. And the truth is like we eat for an infinite amount of reasons mm. and all of them make sense. And that's what I love about intuitive eating. It's, it doesn't pathologise eating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pathologise hunger. It doesn't pathologise fullness. And it doesn't pathologise emotions no. as a reason to eat. Yeah. And she clearly is mm. like seeing the function of like of how wonderful sometimes binge eating is as a way of protecting yourself mm. from it's dreadful stuff, stuff mm. yeah. right there's no pathologizing in intuitive eating mm. but she's so full of pathologizing thinking that even to read statements like this it just it doesn't sink mm. in it doesn't go in yeah i mean she just is simplifying the whole thing she just doesn't really understand it at all um and this is where she moves into talking about the um, the the percentage of people that um, are successful versus not successful. Oh, yes. So she acknowledges that um, 95 to 98% of diets fail. Is this where she starts talking about the biggest loser? Yeah. But she then starts talking about how with the biggest loser, there's a 30% extra success, success rate if you follow the biggest loser method. Which really? Yeah. Yeah. So she basically Says. says she 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 acknowledges that um, the studies are very clear that ninety five percent of um, people are unable to sustain a diet and sustain that weight loss from a diet. But she says that actually on the Biggest Loser, it's only sixty five percent of people that fail. Yeah. So actually, in the thirty oh, percent. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she's basically saying we've got a success rate if you if you do this. What study is that published in? Yes, <laughs> the only study I've read from season one, um, which is the only thing that's the, the, the six, yeah, six years yeah. yeah. really yeah. interesting. Yeah, there were sixteen people, people, yeah. and fourteen of them regained. Yeah, I don't think that equates to sixty-five percent. Mm, Am I right? No. I don't know, but even so, I don't think it's a very good. Well, I'm not, no, she says thirty-five. Yes, so thirty percent more than on. So she says 30%, 35% um, are successful. But even the the fact that she's now saying that 95 to 98% of diets fail and she acknowledges that she's, all she's been talking about is dieting and to diet the whole whole way through. So she's just, none. it's just she's completely contradicting herself. Yeah, they don't work. 
but she continues to spruke it and continues to say that it's possible. And if you do it sort of her way, like the Biggest Loser style with like, you know, they did like seven hours of exercise a day with grueling regimes and things. So they all put the weight out. back on. They all and put they the weight back on. Really. And, and their resting metabolic rate was screwed. Like yeah, six years later. 700 calories they it decreased by they lost um, lean body mass, their fasting glucose increased, their blood sugar levels, yeah, they were the main things, but the fact that they their metabolic rate mm-hmm. decreased by such yeah. a large amount, especially yeah. when we were saying this, she's telling people I need to eat 1,200 calories, but then you're going to do follow the biggest loser method, then your metabolic rate's going to drop by 700 calories. And, mm-hmm. I mean, how the hell are you going to be left with? Yeah. yeah. So she lied about the stats on The Biggest Loser. Yeah. And she's not even talking to people about the metabolic impact because that study was fascinating and I talked to clients about it, that they predicted, the researchers predicted how much their resting metabolic rate would be dropped by. And what was, what did they predict? And they found it was like even lower. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they were even worse off metabolically mm. than they yeah. predicted. Yeah. Six years later, no one expected it to last mm. that long, to have such a devastating impact. Yeah. So it's you like know. a continued effect yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and we so know that like hasn't regained back to exactly pre. And when stuff like that is suppressed, mm. we know that, you know, people are going to experience intense hunger. Mm. <laughs> Mm. which of course you can't honour and (laughs) God. And the thing that is she's, again, she's completely sort of misquoted her this study herself, but she hasn't, if she'd done her research, she would know that there's been over 100 studies on intuitive eating that have Mm. been done, which show that you have better body image, higher self-esteem, improved uh, metabolism, decreased rates of disordered emotional eating, diminished stress levels and increased satisfaction mm. with life. That's over 100 studies on intuitive eating right. that have been done. And I'm pretty sure that you probably couldn't say the same about, you know, that all of those sort of positive yeah. effects from with, diving. Yeah. 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 No, especially the ones that um, talk about stuff that use, like, her supplements, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which show that everyone, like, puts the weight back on mm-hmm. uh, and the biggest loser study everyone yeah. puts the weight back but let's not focus on like whether or not weight comes back on it's actually the damage done to the body mm. and the metabolic systems mm. but this is just absent from her rant mm-hmm. and not even the, the psychological damage that's mm. not even that mentioned well, which is just she's evidence of the psychological yeah damage. that that is true yeah yeah it's a lot Okay, we can pause it and we can yeah. slice it together. Don't worry, I should have said that at the beginning. Principle eight, respect your body. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I think going back to when she um, spoke about size 16 always equaling unhealthiness, I think that shows that she doesn't have respect for all bodies. And that kind of bothers me a bit. A bit? <laughs> A lot. It's yeah. a big part of like, you know, our approach here and being a health at every size professional, you know, it's about honouring and understanding, respecting that bodies are different and they all need something different. And that you can't tell somebody's yeah, uh, health by their body mm-hmm. size and that's such, it's a, a huge misconception as it is, let alone, I mean, mm-hmm. Julian Michaels saying this and it's just... Mm. Yeah, and just recognising that bodies are diverse and they all yeah. need different things and um, health looks different at different points in your life and what you need changes day to day and only your body really knows, you know, no external source, no 
trainer, no Jillian Michaels, no, you know, Dr. Oz or anybody except for your body. And the whole point of the principle, respect your, respect your body, is about being kind to yourself and compassionate and self-care, which is the complete opposite to Jillian Michaels. Like, yeah. she's just not kind. She's not compassionate. She's just shaming, judgmental, mean, like... Yeah, she's. I just don't think she even understands the word respect, mm. quite frankly. So, mm. unless it's like respect my authority. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I um I noticed too, or that came up before, was like she has because she's so invested in that. I think she. Have you heard of the concept of religion, like dieting, mm. the religion of dieting? Yeah. You know, she's yeah. so heavily invested that she's almost like not willing to look the other way or to explore that there might be different there might be some truth in this because she's so heavily invested like financially and that's her her, that's body, her, identity. her way of living exactly yeah yeah, yeah. it's mm. it's interesting isn't it i think alan levinovitz the gluten lie yeah. he talks about this yeah. like the religion of diet mm. mentality yeah and yeah she is definitely the pope yeah <laughs> <laughs> quote of the day yeah. <laughs> so then we come into movement feel the difference which is principle mm, nine i think this one really got us um, mm. fired up didn't it well the first thing that she said was like what is this i don't know what this militant exercise even means oh god that's so funny yeah. <laughs> like really because i you think sure? like she, she's like world famous on memes for like Exactly. I think I even yeah. did a presentation once where I used her with her finger in the face of someone as like a yeah. demonstration of militant exercise. Yeah, the kind of exercise that you don't want to do if you want to have a sustainable relationship with movement. Yeah. yeah. Your and name's on the T-shirt, love. Mm. <laughs> and she's just, again, she's just, yeah, <laughs> just telling people that, in this thing that you know exercise or this myth that's just not true the whole no pain no gain that Mm -hmm. only hard exercise counts which is just absolute utter rubbish Mm -hmm. like all movement counts doesn't matter what it is from you know playing with your kids to hoovering to to (laughs) dancing around your living room Hoovering doesn't count. Just, just <laughs> I don't even know what hoovering. She's talking about hoovering the Hoover. <laughs> yeah, vacuuming is that more Aussie? You know, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but like movement can be anything, and you get the exact same health benefits uh-huh. from any type of regular movement. Doesn't matter what it is, but what she's trying to, she's just bringing movement and aesthetics. That's mm-hmm. all she's talking about when she's talking about. I think it's a really big point because if she was really interested in, in health. health, then any kind of movement would be um, accessible, you know, like a, um, beneficial. Helpful, yeah. yeah, for your, your blood markers and stress levels and sleep. It doesn't matter what it is that has the same health benefits, but she's not talking about health. She's talking about the way you look. Yeah, she's talking about results a lot. And if you want to get results fast, because, you know, let's face it, she says, if you're coming to look at intuitive eating, you're trying to lose weight. So if you're trying to get results <laughs> yeah. fast, and, you know, Chilling you've got to do this certain type of exercise. And my programs oh, yeah. do that. Yeah. So there's a little bit of spooking of her programs too. What um, she's, you know, she doesn't realise what she's doing is having that negative relationship with exercise is just, it's not going to make people want to do it. It's She's she the reason why people that. don't want to go to the gym or they they hate exercise because of people like Julian Michaels. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's that fitness trauma that you've been yeah. talking about before. And I I think um what I recognize here, like at the mm. studio at Haven, um community and in my experience that like community has always been um really powerful to build that sustainable 
and healthful relationship with movement. And do that you enjoy. Yeah, and that you want to come back to. And that kind of militant approach might work for some people who respond Mm, to that, but maybe for a short time, you know, and then that motivation kind of wanes and then it's always trying to get back the motivation. You hear that a lot Mm. in fitness culture, but if if you're not, coming at it from external an external place for external yeah. purposes and it's more about the um way it makes you feel yeah. using it as a tool for self-care yeah rather than punishment your mental health yeah. And, yeah having fun with your friends um it's a completely different experience mm-hmm. to like being like yelled at from Jillian Michaels yeah well she her whole thing is, is shaming people and mm. making them feel guilty punishing them like and that's just that's so, not what yeah. people need in a fitness professional mm-hmm. they need someone who's kind and compassionate and she's just that's just not her unfortunately she's not and she's the she's, she's, giving, what, what she, she's the pope of oh, the mm, religion mm, of dieting yeah mm, mm. she's also the epitome of diet culture yeah so she's all of those things yeah oh my god and then the last principle is gentle nutrition principle 10 i think this actually blew up her brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she she couldn't understand the whole diet. She, she couldn't, couldn't recognise that how that fits mm. with um, unconditional permission to eat. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, because yeah, of course, if you have unconditional permission to eat, you're just gonna like stick your face in a burger for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, she yeah. thinks it's all just endless eating. Like she's stuck in that all or nothing mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because she actually talks about that whole like black and white, all mm-hmm. or nothing, and not understanding that's exactly what she's saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and again it came up just very, very clear. She hasn't read the book, she read doesn't book. really know what she's yeah. talking about. I think that's yeah, the main um, this main is when message. she said, you know, it's probably written by somebody who's, you know, just like really, you know, been hurt by diet culture and probably had an eating disorder and you know, probably just some random. And actually such a shame she didn't actually look at the author. Yeah, just even look up to who well, they were, yeah. It's a little bit disappointing because you would think somebody who has such a following, I think, has such a, I don't know, I think there's a moral obligation in a way to sort of present something that when you are when you have such a big following and you're sharing something that can affect people. Yeah, and I think like, this deeply. It's what we sort of said, didn't we, that, you know, she's really coming from that kind of dieting mentality and, like all that sort of shaming things where she doesn't really understand that intuitive eating at its core is a self-care model it's mm. very compassionate and it's and that's she doesn't she just doesn't understand that and she also with intuitive eating we're not saying it's a solution for everybody mm. you know everyone has the right to do what they want with their body but she's just yeah she just can't un- she just doesn't understand the concept mm. at all and yeah it's what it like, stands for yeah it's like she's just on she's such a bothered. different planet yeah. she and she's not doesn't come across as open to exploring that this might be something that really serves people. Yeah, and that is having such a positive impact. Mm-hmm. We talked and about earlier with the feeling a bit threatened yeah. by it impacting on her, um, you know, her bottom line. Yeah. yeah. I also think if I mean if she really is undernourished to that point that mm-hmm. she's restricted her entire life, mm-hmm. like one of the things that happens when you're weight suppressed yeah. is cognitive rigidity so That's that means really like thinking rigidity yeah. so it's quite hard to be flexible and yeah. you know we say that a lot with people who are suffering with you know in the depths of anorexia right that you, you simply cannot think mm-hmm. and and perhaps there's an element of that 
that's, that's really interesting yeah that's and that's that's a really good point yeah because yeah, what, what dieting that form of restriction is doing to yeah. what it does to you so yeah. well it gives Long her term. massive benefits mm. huge amounts of um recognition mm. it gives her her income mm. yes the same money. and you know she can't kind of out think out of it Mm. obviously so there's there's not a lot of reason for her like that I think the reason for putting up that video wasn't a genuine exploration of what's this thing called intuitive eating it was just to, no it was just just slag it off to kind of yeah debunk it and keep hold of her customer base. Mm. Mm-hmm. but look let's assume that she is interested in the book let's put out a community service announcement Jillian Michael's house is in Malibu, California. So I reckon if we just like whack a copy of the book into an envelope, address it to her, uh, maybe she'll read it. Do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if all of our listeners whack a copy into an envelope and she gets posted (laughs) 20 copies, please read. Mm. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. But I don't think that was anything other than it's quite interesting. You know, I'm seeing this more and more. You know, the famous people, the people who are really heavily invested in diet culture, even the obesity researchers and all of that, they're all kind of getting a little bit nervous mm-hmm. about this yeah. pushback. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. they should be. Well, yeah, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, it's time, yeah. Yeah, and it's got nothing to do with the champagne. I just think. <laughs> yeah, I think the celebs getting nervous mm-hmm. about, you know, what do you mean? Like people in larger bodies might be feeling okay about themselves mm. just the way they are and finding non-weight loss focused ways to look after themselves. Oh, my God, what a huge, horrible threat. Mm. That's so interesting, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we're not sorry, Gillian, that we made you nervous. Yeah, no. agreed. Mm. Um, I hope it gives her a little bit of, you know, food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many calories would be attached to that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, the, the thing that I think fires me up the most is just how fat phobic she is. Yeah, and, but, and how much harm. That's yeah. the thing that fired me up the most, uh, the heart, her, how much harm she's causing yeah. people out there and Having yeah. a, having an eating disorder myself, mm. like it's, it's just. It's, you see how triggering. I it is. see how I can see and what it can do, and mm. yeah, that's what fires yeah. me up. And let's not forget when we say fat phobic, what we need, what we mean is people who hate fat people. Yeah, yeah. and and that is really reflective mm. of even though she's sort of professing, oh, I'm going to love you, mm. but your unhealthy so changed. That's mm. you know that's mm. troubling. Mm. That's that's you know using health as a halo mm-hmm. um or an excuse or a reason for, for my poor treatment of you mm. just based on your appearance and that's just like those days are done mm. you can't do that anymore it's it's just not cool and I do wonder if there is like a biggest loser university somewhere like <laughs> just <laughs> Michelle Bridges went yeah, to yeah. Yeah. Michelle. Like, <laughs> the same kind of hatred of fat people mm-hmm. You know, again, like masked with a thin layer of concern trolling for your health was yeah. Michelle Richards thing. Like yeah. four years ago when she was on Australian Story and she was saying like, oh, look, I'm yet to meet someone who is morbidly obese and happy. Mm. Unbelievable. So for people who are listening from overseas, Michelle Bridges is the Australian version of Gillian mm. Michaels. And what what an awful comment. And the thing is like, so Gillian has been 
pushed back against from from this video right Michelle was pushed back against from this video too like with really clear I know we all live in a bubble but with quite a lot of pushback yeah. that's good was she on um was that on like Aussie primetime tv or something she was or? on Australian story Australian story yeah yeah was talking about how deeply she feels for like mm. people that she's mm. profiting from putting mm. them through three cycles a year mm. for the 1200 calorie program because she knows it doesn't work but the thing is what they do is they double down Mm -hmm. people like this double down when they're called out when there's a pushback instead of kind of opening up and saying okay I should probably issue an apology maybe take the video down Mm. maybe do some work they're not doing that Jillian's not doing that no I think she keeps responding and she's mm-hmm. just responding with the same rhetoric so she's not um, I think she's kind of comments and she yeah yeah she yeah. yeah we need to learn about it more yeah. which is a shame yeah and what how did Michelle Bridges respond double she, down on her about yeah about health I yeah. care deeply about health mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole thing with health and weight though this is what really frustrates me about this too, is that if she's really interested in health, sure, we can approach all the behaviours that support somebody's health. And we can That's do too that. complicated. <laughs> yeah. Remember, too complicated. Yeah, Anything yeah. it involves that actually having to think about mm. something other than my own diet plan mm. and profit from. Yeah, that's it. It makes me realise how happy and happily found that I'm away from this kind of approach. Oh, yeah. and, um, and that's why I got away from it because I learned about, you know, there's another way and intuitive eating and health mm. at every size and body positivity movement and started delving into it. And then it just felt so triggering being around other fitness professionals from that traditional approach mm. and this yeah i have to say it got me so so fired mm. up i'm gonna yeah. be fired up for a while this is that like we talked about you know like saying the, the fitness trauma and yeah that is Ginny michaels is causing that mm-hmm. yeah well may she like go the way of the dinosaurs yeah. <laughs> 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 well hopefully there'll be um less and less of her to be seen in future mm. more and more of this kind of this messaging coming I absolutely absolutely yeah. think that's going to happen yeah. because you know you've just reminded me actually she because Jillian earlier in the year before she posted the nasty intuitive eating thing also said something nasty about Lizzo yeah of course that, oh, yeah that was not that it was a month was or two before, a little while yeah. before I don't know it's COVID none of yeah. us have a yeah. timeline <laughs> Yeah, she's got some pretty horrendous things. Really horrendous things about this. Oh, she's again, like she's well, she's clearly going to get diabetes or something. I think she said something along the lines of there's nothing sexy or nothing healthy about like clogged arteries. Mm. I think, yeah, it was something like that. How can she? I mean, that's that's. That's so inappropriate. Um, Lizzo's clearly like, you know, bouncing away on stage. She's got mm. stamina. She's got energy. She's you don't know anything about. She's also about like, her or her health. Yeah, and why do we have to talk about that anyway? Yeah. Like, she's this mm. amazing performer and mm. doing some really cool stuff. And I love. It's wonderful to see some diverse bodies out there that are getting, you know, yeah, um, up there as much as other, you know, the other sort of an ideal that you see everywhere. Yeah, the comment she made was like, "Why are we talking about Lizzo's body?" We should be talking about her music. So she said that. Yeah. But then. And it's really funny because she's like saying we shouldn't be talking about Lizzo's body, but her entire website is full of shots of her body. Yeah. And that's her, that's that's her whole her thing. thing. That's her, yeah. <laughs> she's always talking about people's bodies. Yeah. Like yeah. Like yeah. Non-stop. 
yeah yeah so it just it doesn't make sense but you know the point I'm making is like you don't say that about Lizzo and (laughs) the pushback she got after that comment yeah this is the future Jillian Mm. Lizzo is Mm. like like setting the world on fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, we need more and many you more. are the biggest loser. <gasps> yeah. Well put. <laughs> oh my god. Let's finish on a high note. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah. That was an elegant unpacking. Thanks, Lou. Oh, <laughs> James Michael's ten, yeah. ten principles of not understanding. <laughs> <laughs> and how firmly we can like steer the ship towards this new awesome way of approaching mm. looking after our bodies yeah awesome thank you thank, thank you. you oh gosh wasn't that just an awesome super mega rant just what we need in 2020 oh thank you so much shreen thank you so much anna for your very well prepared well thought out pushback against Gillian Michaels uh, and her misunderstanding of the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Uh, But thanks most of all, Shreen and Anna, for your passion and commitment to be changing uh, the fitness industry here in Australia and to inspire people to uh, find joy in movement in uh, a non-weight focused way. I'm just so reassured that you know with the with the demise of people like Gillian Michaels and you know the Michelle Bridges I really believe that their time is over and your rise my darlings is is happening and I know that you know this is happening for intuitive personal trainers around the planet and I'm so excited and so inspired by it. And I just want to say thank you to Shreen and Anna for doing all that you do. And a shout out to everybody else in the community listening who might be a trainer in this space. Just thank you. There's so much healing that's happening because of this refreshing change. We really bloody need it. If you have loved uh, hearing uh, Anna and Shreen today and you want to find out a little more about what they do, you can do so uh, by finding Anna Hearn at Haven Wellness. So probably the easiest way is to look at her website, havenwellness.com.au. So you can find out more about her. You can even go and pop down to her wellness studio in Summerhill and have a couple with her. She's very friendly. And if you're interested to find out more about Shreen, uh, you can also find her website, which is bubfree.com.au. So thank you uh, for an inspiring conversation, uh, a ragey conversation, uh, and just thanks for all you do. Okay, we have come to the end of this episode. Uh, As we lurch quickly towards Christmas, I hope that everybody uh, is okay. I hope you're able to look after yourself and keep some boundaries around, um, you know, the increasing volume of diet culture, which hasn't given up even though it's 2020. Um, But look, I will be back very soon with a really super exciting podcast episode, which will uh, be like a little Christmas gift. This year, due to COVID-19, I am not doing the crappy awards. That's because the crappy awards go to COVID (laughs) Uh, for fucking up my whole podcast series for this year because I've been so busy surviving. (laughs) Uh, No need for a crappy award this year. What we need is uh, some content that's going to uplift us 
So my next podcast episode certainly will do that. I will not give um, too much away, but I think you're going to love it. Okay, time for me to sign off. And usually my sign-off begins with the phrase, trust no one. And I've been giving that a little bit of thought lately. And I thought I might give you some background on why I start my sign-off with the phrase, trust no one. And it's really because I'm an X-Files fan and I totally love the trust no one concept when I used to watch the X-Files. That's like literally how much thought went into it. <laughs> but really the... the um, the sentiment there with trust no one was to be careful with who you trust in diet culture. But I guess as a 2020 rolls to a close and I've been thinking about that phrase, I kind of want to change it. So I am going to give you my brand new sign off phrase and I hope you like it. Okay. So I will see everybody really soon. Take care of yourselves. Uh, in the meantime, listen to your body, think critically, push back against diet culture, untrap from the crap.